You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bella's Podcast. Yes, welcome back. And today we have a member of the Bella fam on the podcast. Aw, that is right. Our cousin Janet Wong joins us for a great conversation about how we can support the AAPI community. All right, here we go. Happy Wednesday, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Bree, and this is the Bella's Podcast. Well, we're back from the Hall of Fame, and we've got the BTS for you. What's BTS? Oh my gosh, were you serious? Behind the scenes. OMG. So let's pop that bottle. All right, everyone. So today we are opening up with some gin and tonics in honor of our cousin Janet Wong, who's coming on the podcast later. That's right. You guys are going to want to stay tuned because we have such an amazing conversation with her. But Nicole, guess what? What? We are starting this podcast as official WWE class of 2020 Hall of Famers. Oh, I love that word. Hall of Famer. I can't believe it. Honestly. Bree and I, the whole time, it was just so surreal when we were there and everyone kept asking us how we felt. And we were just on cloud nine. Cloud nine. We were actually like kind of nervous too a lot, but I think it was just... One, we are so happy to be backstage at right. WWE, but to also know that this is finally official, like we are officially inducted into the Hall of Fame, like no one can ever take that away from us. And At that all. was just incredible. Yeah. And you know, it was really an emotional day because it's one of those things when you're getting honored to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, they really go through your career and people mm-hmm. really come up and everyone comes up and just tells you a memory of your career and or tells you something special about it. Yeah. And to constantly have that happen to you in a day, it's just, it's very overwhelming with emotions. Like it's really hard not to have goosebumps all day long and be teary eye. But it was crazy because when Nikki and I saw the package, they mm-hmm. play this package right before you walk out to give your speech. 
when we watched it, we hadn't seen it yet. It was just like Nicole and I got so choked up and then I got crazy nervous. And then I had like all this feeling in my body, like feelings I've never had before. I could tell like I almost wanted to ball, but then I'm like, keep yourself together. It was just like weird. Like I can't express to you. I I don't think I've ever felt like that. Well, you know what? And tell me if I'm wrong in saying this. And I feel like this is majority of women. So with our women listeners listening right now, tell me if you're like this too, because I feel like a lot of women are, but I feel like sometimes as women, we never take the time to like really appreciate our accomplishments, whether it's being a mom or getting a promotion or doing something amazing at our job or just doing something kind for someone, like whatever it is that we've done so amazing in our careers or in our lives. I feel like we never sit back and give ourselves credit. We're always so you know, ready to give other people credit. But I think or, there's men out there who probably do the same right, thing Right, but I feel like women, we just never take the time to celebrate ourselves. And I feel like for the first time ever, you and I, when we saw our package play that everyone will get to see on Peacock, and I know we all told you guys it was going to be on the 9th, so they actually changed it, and it aired last night. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, make sure to head to the Peacock platform, which is NBC Universal's platform, and you will get to see the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2020. So please go check it out. Check out Brie and I's speech. But before we take the stage and give our speech, WWE plays a package of our career. And I think it was the first time that I actually sat back and I watched the package before we took the stage. And it was the first time that I kind of patted myself on the back. Inside, I was like, you know what? Good job, Nicole, for the career that you have had. I feel like it was the first time that I acknowledged my accomplishments to myself and celebrated them. And I feel like I never do that. And, you know, Bree and I, we are about to rush home, even though we already had a reservation at Burns for just her and I to celebrate ourselves. And we ended up staying and doing it, which we were so happy. We were so happy we did that. But I feel like it's the first time you and I have actually celebrated anything in our career. And we've had a lot of accomplishments. And we never sit back and like say, hey, good job. Right. Well, and you know what was crazy too is like after seeing that package, because, you know, we told you guys last week on the pod that we could only do a three to five minute speech, right? And after seeing that package, I was just like, oh, I can't believe I can't thank all these other people and just talk more. But, you know, we're doing a whole series on our YouTube channel called uh, Hall of Fame Diaries. Oh, yeah. And so you have to head to our YouTube channel and you'll hear us go really in depth in a lot of stories from our career. But there's some people we didn't get to thank because they're like, you're not allowed to thank them, which I get it. But the McMahon family. I mean. And we're not allowed to thank you, I know, on Hall of Fame. But we're going to thank you on our podcast because we can. And so... Thank you, Stephanie, for the storyline we did together. I learned so much from you just during that time and so much just about the business, about characters and stories and everything. I agree with you with Stephanie. I'm so grateful that I got to work with Stephanie McMahon because she truly empowered me. I cut my best promo of my career with Stephanie. And I remember being so nervous that night. I had just turned on Brie at SummerSlam. And then on Monday Night Raw, I was going to have my first live promo with Stephanie McMahon on why I did it. And look, I already have like chills right now. And I remember I was so nervous for it because I wanted it to be perfect. And I'll never forget Stephanie, you know, looking at me before I went out. And she goes, you know the story. So you go out there and tell the story in your words. You know what you want to say and how you want this to be portrayed. And it's crazy because 
when I knew I was going to have a problem with Stephanie, I was so nervous. But then being out there with Stephanie and her presence and her advice, she's made me feel the most comfortable in that ring and brought out the best in me. I agree. And so I was just so grateful for that and just how she's fought for women. And I think sometimes people don't realize because I could see sometimes when she posts up for women and she gets just like... Fans are always negative online, but they're like, well, why isn't there never another evolution? And sometimes I think people forget the position Stephanie's in. Stephanie's also been in a male-dominated well, industry. let's just talk about social media in general. We'll always look at like, we'll the small negative, little negative right? things and never look at all the things she has I agree. done. She's but done a lot. Stephanie has also been for a long time, a woman on her own in a male-dominated industry who has a lot of expectation and pressure on her. Right. And I think people forget that, that it can't be easy to carry the name McMahon and be that first woman who has to pave a way in under Vince McMahon and her husband, Triple H, and her brother, Shane McMahon. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for not only being a badass boss, but an inspiration and for truly empowering me and just helping me be a better character and better at what I do. And we're going to get you on the podcast. Yes, we are. We're going to get you on. And then also to Vince McMahon. I mean, if it wasn't for him, obviously the Bella Twins would never have had a career. But the one thing that Nikki and I were always so used to growing up is being on a sports team that we were soccer players. We were on a competitive soccer team that traveled all around the United States. And we were used to coaches who gave us constructive criticism, who worked us hard. But at the same time, they still showed compassion and they were great. And so it's one thing I always loved about Vince is like he doesn't hold back. He lets you know what he wants, how it's going to be done. And I felt like it always helped us grow. It did. Well, I mean, take it from twins. (laughs) We've always in business and in life and in sports have had someone who has just been brutally honest to us. We have to each other. We obviously have never held back. Sometimes, yes, we do cut each other down, but it always helped us be better. And so you want that from someone in business. You want someone to be brutally honest because it just makes you better at what you do. So thank you, Vince. And then also Kevin Dunn was someone else they wouldn't let us thank. They're like, (laughs) you have to take him out of your speech. We're like, what? But Kevin Dunn, um, I mean, he gave us the opportunity with reality television. But beyond that, he believed in us before reality TV. He's believed in us since day one. It's true. And saw something in us. And he's given us great advice. And his belief in us also made us work harder. And I just remember times that he would compliment us. Because I feel like there wasn't a lot of compliments in our industry. So when you'd actually be walking down the hall and you would get stopped by someone who had a high position in the company and they'd give you a compliment, you couldn't help but be like, oh my gosh, it would just make you feel so amazing. And Kevin Dunn was one of those people. And then I bet he never thought he'd be in the reality TV world. He was like, geez. And still in it. I know, still in it. What, nine years later? But he believed in us in the reality TV world. I mean, that's how... Not only, you know, did we get Total Divas, but then he was a big part of us getting Total Bellas. And so thank you, Kevin Dunn. Yeah. So then you have to go watch our speech to hear everyone else we think. We do go through a big list and we really wanted to share memory about each person on that list. But But we couldn't. There was was no time. time. Yeah. But, you know, everyone who we named... Just there was something really special that they gave to us in our career that helped us blossom. Right. And I know people always say like, Hall of Fame, you know, when you talk, like make it about you and everything you've done. But for me, and I don't know if it's just our personalities, but I feel like 
you don't get somewhere on your own. You really don't. And if you're someone who thinks that way, I just think that's so narrow-minded. And, well, um, and especially in pro wrestling. Right? When you're in a ring, it's more but than e- just But yourself. even in sports, if you're just a single track runner or whatever it is, you've had coaches, you've had right. people that inspired you. And so for me, when I get inducted into the Hall of Fame, I can't help but my first thoughts are the people that helped me get there. 100%. Because I know I couldn't have done it on my own. I mean, one, I'm a twin. Mm-hmm. I got inducted with my twins, so I definitely didn't get there on my own. Yeah. But um, there was just so many people along the way that helped me get there. I mean, yeah. even the haters. The haters kept giving me more fire. More fuel for that fire. More fuel for that fire. You're right. And I have to say... Thank you, haters, because damn, you just made me better every week. Always made me want to prove you wrong. Yeah, why we had to end our speech with haters gonna hate, Bella's gonna ball. We did. But I have to say, too, that even though there wasn't a live crowd and it wasn't a huge big event like Hall of Fame usually is, I was really nervous that it wasn't going to feel special. But it actually really felt special. It was weird to... Talk to a virtual audience. Yeah. I'll admit, I give the wrestlers a lot of credit that oh go out there gosh, every so week and wrestle with a virtual audience. You guys, it's not easy. You got to appreciate your superstars. Oh my gosh. Out there. And the echoes, because here you're in this big building, right. but like there's no crowd. It's yeah. crazy. That was definitely a little weird. No but was. the whole day, we got to hang out with NW. Oh, what? And (laughs) to sit there and talk with the guys, I mean... We were spoiled. And you know what I have to say I loved? So we sit there and all of a sudden, Hulk Hogan and Scott Hall just start talking about Total Bellas and their favorite episodes. And they're like, we love the show. And I was sitting there with my jaw dropped like, I'm wow, you watch Total Bellas? I was pretending to be cool, but inside I was like a little girl. I was jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. It was That just, made me feel super special. It did. You know what made me feel special about it is they really put over this past season. And we had a few other people in the hallway stop Bree and I about season six of Total Bellas. And just everyone was like, thank you for being so real. And like, you truly give us your lives. Like you guys don't hold back and you put uncomfortable things out there, but they're relatable things. And there are a lot of things that a lot of us go through. My mom's brain surgery, our relationship with our father, our childhood, pregnancy, the truth about it. And not to mention, we had to film this in a pandemic. And I think at times Bree and I and I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I didn't feel appreciated enough for everything we had to go through for that season. Because it was scary, too. It, it was scary. We couldn't really leave our homes. It was 118 degrees. And we were trying to make entertaining TV. But we were going through a lot. I was a first-time mom. And I was fighting depression, too, because no one got to see my belly. My best friends didn't even get to touch my belly. My cousins didn't touch it. And I didn't get, you know, things that I wanted, right? right. And I, you try not to be upset about that, but then to be appreciated for it. it and was by really these nice. people you look up to, I was like, oh my gosh, today keeps getting better. I'm a Hall of Famer. And people are talking about how incredible season six was and the realness. And so I have to say that. It was, that was the icing on the cake for sure. Yeah. And then you guys remember Titus O'Neill, who we had here on the podcast. Oh, I love Titus. Yeah. It was cool because he got inducted with us as well. He got for, the Warrior Award, which, which beyond well deserved. Beyond well deserved for all the charity that he does. So we got to like chat with him. And JBL was a part of our class and British all, Bulldog. Yeah. It was fun to see Harry. 
But just to sit there and we're all just sitting there hanging out like it's recess just for I hours and hours and hours. I'm like, yeah, I miss everyone. I can't wait to hang out with our class of 2020 again. Yeah. <laughs> so it just made it feel really special. I was just sitting there like, wow, our names, the Bella Twins names is amongst everyone here. Like this is pretty so cool. So many amazing people. So super fortunate. Yeah. So um, it did feel special. Yeah. Even it, though there was no crowd, no big event. It felt really, really special. It did. And I felt the Bella Army there in spirit. And I'm excited because the Bella Army had their big Zoom during the airing of WWE Hall of Fame on Peacock. So that made me feel yeah. triple And special. of course, we had to give a shout out to our Bella Army in our speech because we mean it. We couldn't have won any wars without our army. So Well, so something I'd love to say is that when we are going to be getting inducted last year at WrestleMania... And doing it in the original time before the pandemic, when they asked us, well, who do you want to induct you? Because usually this year we didn't do it because there was no live crowd, but usually you pick someone who comes out and gives a speech about you and then brings you out. Yeah. And we told them we want a Bell Army member. Yeah. And they're well, like, that is the first time anyone has suggested that they have someone, a part of their fandom or their crew or whatever you want to call it. We were the first and Brie and I were so adamant about it. They're like, no, we want someone mainstream or we want someone like this. Or, and we're like, well, we want a Bell Army member. Yeah. We actually were really torn between asking either Brian, my husband, mm-hmm. Daniel Brian, or Jake, who we feel is like the leader of our Bell he, Army. He hosted our first ever and not last. There is going to be some more, but our Bell Army pep rally. And he did such an incredible job and has such an incredible story. And he hosts all the Zooms during Total Bella season. He's the one who hosts the Zoom during the airing of WWE Hall of Fame. But Jake was going to be the one that we are going to have induct us into the Hall of Fame. And I remember I was talking with Brian. This was last year before, I mean, you know, the pandemic. I was sitting with Brian and I was like, Nicole and I are really torn because we think you would be amazing because you've been through (laughs) so much with us in this career. And just, oh my gosh, she knows way too much. I go, but we wouldn't be who we are with our Bell Army and we're thinking about asking Jake. And I remember Brian being like, I would love to do it. So if Jake says no, he goes, but you guys would be the first ever to have someone a fan. A fan. Mm-hmm. He's like, and that could be something really special. Of and course, our Bell Army is so special. Yeah. So once Brian kind of let, like I didn't offend him, Nicole and I are like, okay, we're going to ask That's Jake. That's we're going to do. And it. then literally probably five days later, they're like, I think it was a shutdown, right? Yeah. Because at first everything was kind of weird, like right, mania because we, and all that was still going to happen. Because we were going to be super pregnant, we canceled our appearance because we were hearing about it. This pan or like no, they're just going to make people wear masks, right? Like, and we were like, happening. I don't know. We love to hug our Bella Army members. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much 
that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry to healthy, low sugar condiments, everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, 
and caramel macchiatos so you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay, how many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me, yes. And we deserve, as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista. And now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. I want to talk about our celebration dinner afterwards. So we ended up saying, even though we both wanted to rush back to the kids, because I'll admit it was so hard for me being away from Mateo. Cause this was the first time I was away from Mateo for two nights and three days. Nicole and I just kept showing each other pictures and videos of the kids as if we weren't with them like 24 hours prior. I know (laughs) I was like so sad and upset and I felt like Teo looked really sad. That's what I kept telling you. You're so funny. But we were like, no, it's important that we do the celebration dinner. So we went to Burns Steakhouse. And for all of you Florida residents, it's in Tampa, Florida. And it's iconic. If you ever go to Tampa, go to Burns. It's unreal. You have to make reservations way far in advance. They have the biggest wine cellar in the world. So we're in a private room. We're in a private room. Four tables we're at. Well, so supposedly where Tom Brady signed his Tampa Bay Buccaneer contract. So that's the word on the streets. We feel (laughs) extra special. But um, we popped a bottle of Dom Ruinart, 2006. Mm. We got some caviar. We were like celebrating. We felt good. And then when we get Rothschild, anything that they've done, and we did a Chateau one. If you're not a wino and you don't know Rothschild mm-hmm. is as iconic as you can get and Pretty extremely much. expensive. <laughs> Very, but... You're only we, in the Hall of Fame once. Right. And so we popped open a bottle of some Rothschild and mm, that and was then, so good. And we had incredible dessert. It was just everything. It was... Literally everything about that dinner made me feel like, wow, we're yeah. celebrating. Burns has a dessert room upstairs, which is iconic as well. And oh my gosh, Brie and I. Yeah. I think it's the first time that I didn't sip on a dessert wine. We were sipping on mint tea for digestion. I was like, <laughs> Damn. Well, we knew we had to <laughs> like, get, get up for the airport yeah. and get to the kids. But it was, you know what? After hearing everything, it was special. And was. we were sad that, you know, our kids couldn't be there, that Brian and Artem couldn't be there. But for what it was, it was really special. We have our rings and our plaques and our names are forever a part of the Hall of Fame. So you can't ask for much more. You can't ask for much more. So before we bring on our cousin, we might be able to tell you guys next week or it might have to be in a few weeks. So you're going to have to just keep tuning in every Wednesday. But Brie and I have a new venture for business that we've been working on for what, a year, Brie? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's <laughs> finally going to happen. I know another Bella business. But this is going to be a business you guys want to know about. So It's one you've all been asking for. 
It is one you've all been asking for, and we're bringing it to you really good. So um, keep tuning in the next few weeks because contracts are almost done. They're about to be signed, and we'll announce it here. But up next is our cousin Janet. And some of you may know, I know Brie touched on this two weeks ago, but we have a part of our family on our Latin side, on our father's side. Some of our cousins and aunts and uncles are of Chinese heritage. And so we always felt really lucky growing up because not only did we get to experience the Italian and Mexican culture and very authentically, but as well as the Chinese culture. One of our uncles is first generation Chinese here in America. And I've always loved it because we have three gorgeous aunts and they are all half Chinese, half Mexican, Mexican. and just beautiful women inside and out. And it was really neat because we grew up when we were around our Latin side, they all spoke Spanish and Chinese. It was pretty incredible. And we just got the best food of all these cultures and, you know, with our Italian side too. So we got to hear a lot of language growing up, got to experience a lot of cultures and Obviously, what is going on with the API community has really devastated Brie and I, but also at the same time, I'm like, why haven't I been aware of this like way earlier? I've been aware of it since this past year with the pandemic of the racism going on with the Asian community. And now it's time to use our platforms to really raise awareness. I agree. And I also want to educate myself even more because we all need to of what's been going on to the AAPI community here in America for many, many years. 100%. So we are bringing our cousin Janet to help us educate and raise awareness. All right, you guys. Up next, our cousin Janet Wong. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes... The sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I'm totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion. Home and beauty inspired by real life. Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. All right, everyone. So we are so excited to have our cousin Janet on the podcast. We've been trying to do this episode for the last couple of weeks because, you know, after the Atlanta shootings, finally, there's just started to be awareness for the anti-Asian hate crimes. And my sister and I just feel on our platform that we really need to talk about this. And the one thing that we were saying a couple of weeks ago is that it's always really sad that something bad has to happen for us all to be aware. And it's something we all should have been aware way before this happened. And so we just want to talk about it on our platform. We want to have our cousin talk about it. So Janet, thank Yay, you so much welcome. for coming on the podcast. 
Thank you for having me. It's crazy because yeah, last time we it. saw you was at the Nicole and Breezy launch party in Salt Lake City. Yes, yes. For Sundance. So pre-COVID, pre-quarantine. Yeah. Right. When we didn't have to socially distance, we could have some fun. I know. Didn't even have to think twice. And I mean, we were bumping and grinding on my dance floor. Oh, my gosh. God. Those <laughs> tequila drinks were going pretty quickly. Oh, gosh. I got so drunk. Oh, my gosh. Me too. <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really wanted you on because just following you on Instagram, I mean, not only you family, but I love how you put things in your IG story to help educate people and make people aware. So for our listeners, I just kind of want you to explain to everyone where it it all is coming from. Because some people are like, well, well what kind of... Cri- hate crimes are they dealing with? What is it that's really going on? Yeah. And and even with that, though, I mean, because I'm super comfortable to ask Janet, I want to know, like for you, how does it feel when you hear about these crimes in the news? Because I think, too, you have to first understand the emotion. Right. But how does it make you feel like, you know, even when you've heard about the Atlanta shootings and beyond? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've definitely been feeling a lot of emotion, you know, mm-hmm. anger, sadness, frustration fear and even pride within like solidarity within the AAPI community or even across other communities of color. But really, it's mostly feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Uh, The frequency and the severity, like, yes, the shootings was a huge spotlight on the issue, but um, there's a lot of assaults on Asian elderly and a lot of these crimes have been happening, you know, every day. And it's really heartbreaking because when I see stuff like that in the news, I can't help but to think, what if it was my grandma that was attacked on the street? You know, what would I have done if it was my friends at the spa? And it's, it's really frightening to think about, but yeah, yeah, there, there has been a lot of history behind racial violence against Asians in the U S and it definitely isn't new. And you're right. It is sad that something like really horrendous has to happen in order for people to realize that the problem is still here. But again, I think it's it's really awesome that you guys are using your platform and that we get to have this conversation because mm-hmm. I definitely think that's the first step in addressing the issue is that we need to be talking about it, why it's wrong, why it's happening, and like what we can do to address it. I agree. And you know, yeah. one thing that really bothered me in the pandemic, and I think it is because I have cousins that are half Asian or you're actually 75% Asian or yeah. Chinese, And when they call like the coronavirus, the Chinese virus, I was like, that is so wrong in so many ways. So racist. And I would think about all of you, my blood. And I mean, how did that feel like hearing that and like hearing like our president saying that and just so many people in America when it's like we're all going through the pandemic, we all have fear, all this uncertainty. And then he would say that it literally like would kill me. Yeah. I mean, I think rhetoric like that is really harmful. And a lot of that sentiment is so deeply embedded in American society. It's not just something that's been brewing the last four years or even the last year. And I think the issue is that suddenly there were people, you know, expressing these kinds of views and basically saying, like, it's okay to talk about it this way. Yeah, so that's why I think it's, like, really important for us to start speaking up and speaking out and calling out that kind of uh, language and it can be really, really harmful. I agree. I so agree. And that. have you had any experiences dealing with it? Anything, whether it's verbal or f- hopefully not physical, but anything, have you had any experiences? 
Yeah, you know, I was actually nervous about a question like this because the conversation is really complex. There's a lot of responsibility when it comes to representing like the Asian American experience. And I'm only a small, small sliver of that. And I have been really privileged and very sheltered when it comes to experiencing firsthand that kind of racial violence. I mean, I went to a Chinese school growing up and um, I didn't really experience the same kind of race-based bullying that some of my other friends have in mm-hmm. school. And, um, you know, whether it be like the size of their eyes or like the smell of their lunch and things like that. And I am lucky in that sense that I, I haven't really had to experience that. But I mean, I think that just goes to show that there's a lot that I don't know about the diversity of experiences in, in the AAPI community. But even so, I'm still frightened. You know, even though I didn't experience it then, there's a chance that I can experience it now. I am hesitant to go places alone. I've started to like carry self-defense items. You know, it's really crazy because like now I'm like, if I'm walking on the street, I'm like so hyper aware of, you know, what's around me, what's happening. Like I used to think that, you know, San Francisco is a place that's safe, especially given how huge the Asian population here is. But I've been seeing like a lot of um, hate crimes happening here in my own city. So yeah, it's so sad. Crazy. It's so sad. And, you know, earlier you had brought up the question, like, why? And it's so sad because I don't even know what, what would even give any, there's no one has an excuse, but I just don't even know like how to answer that of the why. I feel like hate, we don't, yeah. you know, it's and racism. sad and racism, but it starts with the parents. It starts with us educating our kids. It starts with us stopping the wheel. And, and if someone was brought up in a family where there was, you know, s- certain words used, like, doesn't mean you have to use them as an adult. I just look at, like, the households kids come mm-hmm. from. You're not born hateful. You're not born right. with hate in your heart. You just, you aren't. You learn it. Right. You know? And that's what's sad. And that's what kills me because you feel like, okay, here we're in 2021. Like, haven't we come so far? But in the last year, year and a half, I feel like I have seen America go so far back. Right. And, you know, we talk about, too, how can we change this? And I know, you know, during the BLM protest this past summer, I knew, like, for myself, like, I wanted to educate myself more and be able to you know, help a community that was just crying out for a change and that needed a change of how they were treated. And I ask you, Janet, like, how can we, and even with our listeners, how can we change what's happening here in America to the AAPI community? Is it educating ourselves more or like, what are the steps that we can take? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of things that we can do. And I mean, within the AAPI community, I think a, a huge problem can be that oftentimes we're perpetuating a lot of these stereotypes or like making light of our own cultures. I know I've done it in the past to fit in. And I think what I've learned listening to other people in the community is that there's a huge problem with this internalized racism and, Mm -hmm. you know, microaggressions is that a lot of these things can be really hard to recognize and really hard to call out. And especially when like we're seeing like all these more violent hate crimes happening yeah. in the news, it can seem really inconsequential to to call something out like that. And um, like, oh, maybe I'm just being too sensitive or this is just the way it is. It's always been like this. But that kind of mindset normalizes it not only within ourselves, but to other people outside of the AAPI community. And those little things add up. And 
they feel the stereotypes, they feel the fear, and in turn, they feel that hatred. And I, I definitely don't know all the answers, right. like no one does, but <laughs> right. I think working through it together is the most important part. And, you know, having this kind of dialogue like we're doing now is definitely one of the first steps. And like these conversations can be really painful and really hard for people, but they're definitely a, a major step in educating ourselves. Like I know I'm learning a lot about the Asian American experience and about the history of Asian American violence in the U.S. And that's definitely the, the first step for sure. Yeah, yes, I agree. I agree. Because I do think, you know, one great thing about social media, but so many people get to tell their stories and tell people what they're going through. And it does help educate you and be, take a step back and be like, wow. Well, and that's why if you have platforms, like you have to use it to help educate because mm-hmm. sometimes it's true. People have either been sheltered or privileged or just haven't been around a certain group of people to truly know their experiences or what they've gone through or how hard they've had it. You know, whether it's, you know, people part of the black community, a part of the AAPI, even people part of the Latin community. That's why we have to constantly educate ourselves and right. and also know that it, it's okay to say like, I didn't know this. Like, how can I learn? Because I also feel like because of the cancel culture, people are also then afraid to speak up to just even admit, how did I not know this was going on? It's okay to admit like that you weren't aware. That's your human being. Right. But now make yourself aware and make the people around you aware and help raise the people around you to just love. That's what I'm like. I never understand because I'm always like I look at people like human beings and I just I don't understand why love is so missed. It's like you got two things too. You can either love or hate. Right. How people pick hate over love is mind blowing. Exhausting. Yeah. Because I even think as a kid, it was so cool when. We'd all go to Mexicali and then you have that. And then when we went to go visit all of you guys, how we were 15, 15, got our belly buttons pierced. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a long time ago. Oh, my, <laughs> my dad's a- like so proud of that. He was bragging about it the other day to like guard him like, yeah, I took my girls to San Francisco. I got them their first piercings. <laughs> oh I'm my like, gosh, I don't think that's really anything you brag about. Like, But I'll never forget gosh. your family. You guys took us to a Chinese restaurant and it was so amazing. But like, I was like, how cool, like in my own family, we got to experience Mexico. Then we come to San Francisco. It was just like to have all that, like you get that in America. And I wish everyone realized just how lucky we are. We're so lucky. But thank you, Janet, so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. And just talking to us about all this. Well, I think it's nice too when you could hear from people who are a part of these communities because I feel like and I've been this way in the past like sometimes you're afraid to ask people like how do you feel like how does this make you feel when you hear it um what do I do are there any last words you want to tell like our listeners yeah I think like you know there's a definitely like a the last few things is, is first like you know donating if you can and when you can like that can be extremely beneficial for raising awareness and helping to facilitate change there's a lot of um, really great organizations out there like stop aapi hate or hate is a virus but at the end of the day like all that real tangible change is going to be coming from educating ourselves you know like yeah. reading up more about historical treatment of Asians in America and of course like if you see something that isn't right, like saying something in as safe a manner as possible, you know, like trying to report it. There are a lot of resources for bystander intervention and things like that. 
or even like calling out friends and family because too often do we see people literally closing the door on it and refusing to acknowledge the centuries of Asian racism. Lastly, even more simply, is just like reaching out to friends in the AAPI community and being an ally. Like that in itself is Aww. really empowering and validating. Like to hear people reaching out to me and, um, you know, telling me that they're thinking about me or that, you know, they're there for me. It's really encouraging me to like continue to speak out about it. And, you know, even right now, like on this podcast and, you know, at the end of the day, there's like no way to determine the quote right type of American or the right kind of American. And, and we all have a, the right to exist as we are and we need to just stand up for each other. I agree. I love that. Yes, that is spot on. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, to our listeners, we're going to make sure to put up all those links that Janet talked about. So if you want to know where you can donate and also to educate yourself more, we're going to put all that up for you guys. Yes. Oh, Janet, thank you so much for coming on. And please make your way to Napa Valley. I know. Um, we need, need to have to some wine us. tastings. Bree's house is dog friendly. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yes. you can even bring the puppy. Right. If you still have it in foster, um, bring the puppy. And yeah, we need a wine taste. We do. We'll take you to some really good spots here. We'll, we'll take you Bella style. A, a vaccination <laughs> celebration. Let's roll back. Yes. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's podcast. Yes, thank you. And thank you so much, Janet, for coming on and talking to Nicole and I and help educating all of us and making us all aware and the things that we could do to help. Yes, thank you, Janet. I love you so much. And please tweet us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's Podcast. And call 833-Q-Bellas to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bellas. Please show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bella's podcast. So make sure to follow us at the Bella's podcast until next week. Remember to stay fearless and you'll always go Brie mode. If you drink along with us, see See you you next next Wednesday. Wednesday. And as Bertie likes to say, bye bye.